0: Nicole Hutchison and Jess Navarez.
2: Good Leap Day morning, everybody. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are live here at the beautiful SWBC Podcast Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Uh, joined here by Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Jazzy Jazz in the back. I'm your host for the day, Jess Navarres Our Nicole is out at the NFL Combine, uh, which we have plenty to talk about when it comes in terms to the Combine. So... Before we get there, ladies, how are you? Another week has passed by. How are you doing this leap day?
3: We only get to do this once every four years for leap day, so we got to make it count. We do, yeah.
2: We have to make it count. There's, like, like, some good deals and stuff that you can get at certain places today, so mm-hmm. take advantage of that. Uh, I was watching the Today Show earlier to see what those deals were, so we'll cool. talk about it at the commercial break. And it's combine.
4: It's, it's a combine, combine, y'all. We're going to start seeing players uh, actually do workouts and stuff today. It's so exciting. It, it just came up on TV. And I know. I got, she's, yeah. she's watching it. Right? So I got giddy. Which, which of the workouts
3: over the next, you know, through the weekend are you most looking forward to? <laughs>
4: Um, number one, I I think one of the favorite workouts I have is is where they I, I forgot the name of it, uh, but when the corners backpedal and they have to change mm-hmm. direction, mm-hmm. and they have to flip their hips really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I'm fascinated by it because of something that someone that has sustained a hip injury, the elasticity that you like have to maintain, the way you have to be able like. It looks easy sometimes when you see it, but to flip your hips as quickly as corners do and DBs do, it's not normal. It's see, not that, normal. That, that, that's
3: so interesting you you pick that particular drill, not because of your injury, but I remember my first one of my first years covering the Cowboys and was out at um, Valley Ranch in Irving, and mm-hmm. it was one of the off-season minicamps. Back then you had multiple minicamps during the off-season. But Albert Lewis is this great cornerback, uh, multi-time pro bowler, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was visiting. And so we were kind of standing in the end zone watching these rookies out there. I think it was obviously it had to be rookie camp. And he was just observing, and he was standing with the media, and he said, watch this guy, watch watch the hips, now watch this guy, now watch this guy, as they were just doing the yeah. fundamental drills. Attorney says, this guy's got it, and this guy doesn't. And it's like mm. and then once he told me what to look for, it's like oh my
4: gosh, it gets exciting. You can see yes. It. yes. Mm-hmm. It's
3: like I'd never thought of it that way yeah. before. And it just like you're saying, Aisha, once you kind of know what to look for, and now every time. And, and now you hear the scouts yep. with their words and stuff. And anyway, that was I just remember that as a precedent <laughs> thing and just having this pro bowler tell me this and it's like, oh my gosh, it like all came together. See, yes.
2: and this is why Combine Week is so important, because you get to see See who has it, who doesn't, who could be a good fit. We talked about this last, last week, but now that it's here... It's here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yesterday, uh, on Wednesday, they saw defensive tackles, linebackers. Today, they'll look at defensive backs, tight ends. Uh, tomorrow, on Friday, they'll look at quarterbacks and running backs. And then on Saturday, it's O-line time, baby. Mm-hmm. So um, Nick Harris and Nicole are there uh, on the ground. And so we're kind of seeing some live tweets and updates. So That's if anything bad pops bad. up, we'll mention it on here. But we're really going to go over what we saw yesterday a little bit. Um the combine also a time to talk to uh, head coaches, front office staff. In the Cowboys case, Mike McCarthy did not attend. Mike Zimmer did not attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're staying back here to kind of get things going with Zimmer's mm-hmm. new hire and all of that. However, we did hear from Stephen Jones, ladies. I want to start with that, and then we'll get into the rest of the combine. Aisha has some uh, notes for some of the gentlemen that they talked to mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, But let's start with some Stephen Jones notes, because I listened to the full 25-minute interview. There was a lot to take out of it. It So I figured there was a lot of discussion for us to have, uh, which when we get into the slow period of time, it's exciting that we have so much to talk about. all right, let's start with, I think, one of the most pressing uh, conversations right now, which is Dak Prescott's uh, potential contract extension or not. Uh, we don't know what the state of that is. Uh, Stephen was very adamant that he didn't want to make contact or make any kind of comment uh, on the contract status. He wanted to be respectful of any negotiations. Um And then he was asked if they really want to extend Dak Prescott. He said, oh, yes, absolutely. However, Michael Gelkin came out with a fantastic article. I don't know if you all have read it Mm. uh, with the Dallas Morning News. And if you haven't and you're listening, please go read it. Uh, Michael's a fantastic journalist, always does very great work. There was some uh, speculation in there that perhaps there's a multiverse, and this is the multiverse, that they don't extend Dak. And he could also be on a one-year deal because guess who else is? all of the new hires as oh, far as coaches okay. this year as well. That's very um, unusual it, it, it's yes. far, for someone like Zimmer to sign a one-year deal. right? Mm-hmm. And Mike McCarthy on the final year of his mm-hmm. contract. So it seems like there's a lot of ones going around here. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott's not exempt from that being a possibility either. So I wanted to open up that discussion here for you ladies. How do you kind of see this going? Where do you see this going Obviously, it's a possibility, but we were talking about the cap room that that kind of contract would take. I mean, if you're the front office and you've seen kind of what Dak has been doing the last eight years at this point in his career, the lack of playoff success, is that a possibility for you to keep him on a a one-year deal, essentially, at this point?
3: Here's the thing. Dak holds the cards, and Dak has bet on himself before. And it has paid off more than handsomely. Mm -hmm. So to assume that a multi-year extension is going to get done with uh, a huge bonus that they can prorate out, you know, for most players, I would say that would happen. But in my opinion, it's not a given with Dak. And the other thing is, uh, and to me, the biggest thing in this past week is the explosive. increase in the salary cap and so when each team has an additional 30 million dollars to play with and we'll talk about some of those numbers a little later it gives you more padding Mm -hmm. for this year that you could take a bigger cap hit
4: how do you feel about it I (laughs) I can see your face we're just it's just a weird place to be in I um I I, you just don't hear that often that a Mm. quarterback that was in the MVP conversation, top 10, those type of things um, would be on a one-year deal. We look across the NFL right now, and quarterback is important out there in Mm -hmm. the streets. Not only quarterback, backup quarterback, too. We're not going to go there. Um, So I just think it's dicey. This is— Yeah, dicey is
3: a great word. mm -hmm. Yeah, you're playing with fire. Yeah, because this is
4: a a big year for— some of these, even some of these coaches that are coming in. I, to your point, it doesn't sound normal for something like this to happen. Maybe we'll get more explanations and stuff like that, but it's concerning a bit because his extension could possibly open up, we've talked about it, could open up their finances a little bit more, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that they did raise the cap. Um, It's still, free agency is somewhere they need to really attack. They do. They need to be aggressive this year. Um, And so, to me, I just I think it's very taboo, and uh, I just don't like the way that this feels. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah. and because there's no your foundation is shaky right now, boss, and players, I think players can feel that because it's not just about it's not just about the quarterback and the coaches. The, the rest of the players are affected by this as well because not only are they going to learn different schemes, have to adjust to different coaches, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. To do all of that and to maybe know, and I get it, people say it's the business, it's the business, these are humans. Right. This is like not, this is like your boss being like, hey, I'm going to be here for another year. Yeah. I don't know after that. But I'm going to teach you how to do this job, how I would do it. Right. I, no guarantee that you yeah. can develop yeah. it. Though. And you have yeah. to
3: draft to players yep. to suit the, the, now, of course, yes, coaches. Adapt to, Track, to what the players yeah, have, but yeah. still you're going for a certain prototype, right? So I under yeah.
2: I also wonder, I guess, if draft capital kind of comes in play in this because this is kind of what you saw with both the gilmore and cooks trade last year if that comes into play at some point not so much money uh when it comes to really diving deep and going all in come free agency Mm -hmm. and that's really why it's not a concern that one the cap space is increased now and two it's not so much of a cap casualty for dax contract and especially i guess as a way uh of having a repercussion for the embarrassing loss. I mean, it doesn't all fall on Dak. We talked about it. I I don't think it was all Dak Prescott's fault, uh, especially with the season he had, to be able to get the Cowboys in that position. Had he not played like that, the Cowboys would not have been the number two seed in the NFC, period. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it kind of just seems like, his success is being measured by playoffs and and playoff success which has not been there yeah um and and when there's such an embarrassing loss somebody has to take the hit Mm -hmm. and i think that's mike mccarthy not getting an extension himself i think that's Dak prescott potentially having just one more year on his deal Somebody has to take the fall yeah, for and, and it. And, people, just and, get out,
1: and
3: people not being sad that Dan Quinn is gone, which is very unfair yeah. for Dan for what he did right. in his, his time here. He was a fall guy for yep. uh, the defense, which has been so good under him, but, right. but played poorly and gave up too many explosive plays. So here's the thing. All you Dak haters... Talk to him, Christy. I'm Tell him. Scared. Be careful this what you, a, you ask a, for. Uh-huh. Scary. Be careful That's what, I'm what you ask yep. for. Because
4: I'm looking at the, I'm looking at some of these these quarterbacks even in this draft, honey, honey. Like having a good quarterback in this league right now, even if they, even despite what happened mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and I'm gonna get there, um, is is valuable now. Like I just. I don't I don't understand why so many people think it's easy to quickly move on. It's yeah, because, because they have short memories. They don't yeah. remember the quarterback yep.
3: wilderness we were in yep. after Troy and they draft Quincy and then he flames out and is let go and you know, you've got mm-hmm. the Drew Henson's and Chad Hutchinson's of the world and right. trust me, it was not a good time.
2: Yeah. I- also, lightnings. I guess, kind of can strike twice in the same place when it did with Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. The Cowboys lucked into it. Those two were not supposed to be starting quarterback in the NFL. Exactly, You're not going to have that happen again. And if you do, I want to know what magic uh, this franchise has to find these quarterbacks. Jack Prescott in in the Tony Romo era fell into their lap of – thank god they had a good quarterback that was ready to take that starting position because then what would have happened lord have mercy. what would have me. happened I'm who right. would have been the starting quarterback
4: oh uh, it was supposed to be kellen
2: yeah well, kellen got <laughs> his ankle broke it, so it was right but he got hurt yeah and then dak was not ever supposed to get that opportunity behind kellen yeah. and so my thing is yeah be careful what you wish for it's And everybody, let's get into this conversation because everybody kind of goes back to Trey Lance being here, now having a year under his belt to work and and kind of learn the the language and the the scheme, the playbook here in Dallas. What did you guys see from Trey? Because there was a lot of speculation last year with the quick trade and how quick Jerry was to kind of grab him uh, from San Francisco that that could be, I guess, the quarterback in training at some point. And yes, we do have to kind of discuss that Dak is getting older. He's getting to that point in his career where maybe it is time to start thinking ahead of the future, but that doesn't mean your immediate future. Both things can be true where you have your franchise quarterback and you start thinking ahead for who takes his spot when his time is done here in the next however many years that he has left. Mm. Both things can both be true, but what did you guys see out of Trey Lance This season where we did get to see some of him at practice or whispers around the building, whatever have you, I just don't understand why people think immediately that he would be the answer considering, you know, what we saw at Mm -hmm. practice and that's no shade to him. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you what I there saw of Trey Lance, and that was
3: only when he would come out in pregame warm-ups with Scott Tolzien, the quarterback's coach, mm-hmm. and then some of the um, either practice squad or inactive wide receivers, and would throw to them and have a session early in pregame, okay? And then I know that he did a lot more scout work mm-hmm. than most third team quarterbacks get the way it works in the NFL is the starter gets the vast 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 majority of snaps in practice a backup quarterback if he gets 10 snaps in a week in the in his own team's offense that's a lot because the backup number two backup um, runs the scout team Mm. so Cooper Rush Mm -hmm. runs in previous years like all of scout team work or the vast, vast, vast majority. Trey Lance got quite a bit of um, scout team work, not ahead of Cooper Rush, but along with Cooper Rush. Right. Mm-hmm. So he did get more work than most third teamers in terms of uh, practice, the team portion, and not just like after practice when the uh, veterans have gone inside.
2: And I will say, too, asking around the locker room, it still seemed that Cooper Rush was still getting those second snaps. Oh, oh yeah. And oh it yeah. was never Cooper, Trey Lance ex- yeah, well, getting those snaps ahead of Cooper. Right. Yeah, for the
3: backup stuff, right. it's, it's Cooper. But right. in terms of scout team, right, 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 right. Uh, Trey got a bit. But, yeah, he, Trey Lance did not jump Cooper Rush exactly. this past year. Exactly. You know, with
4: da- if something happened with Dak, it was going to be Cooper. Right. If you're... Betting on your success from a, like a, even from some of the injuries he's dealt with and things like that. Mm-hmm. I it's not my business. Like, I mean it is our business, but it's not my business. Like I I don't know what is going on. Um, you wanna help your quarterback? Like I I do think it's important to address the run game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because in not addressing the run game, like, the lack of run game efficiency has been—was very um, evident this year. hmm Other teams know that, man. I'm, I, I'm sorry. Like, it, you can see it on film plenty of times that, yeah, they like, oh— they, they lining up in 21 personnel, we don't care. We know they can't run the ball successfully right now. Mm-hmm. It puts a lot of pressure on your quarterback. And that's what happened in the playoff game. Also, too, not only could you not stop the run, you couldn't run. Because so you were so far period, behind. Yeah, yep. You had to pass. Absolutely. Yep. But even when that game wasn't super out of they hand, still, yeah. they were down two scores. True, They had time. You could have ran the ball and found some some – I don't know, some some physicality and, and some mm-hmm. uh, momentum with the run game. And it just was never there. And that's been a problem in quite a few of these games. And even when I think back to San Fran the year before, it was like, mm-hmm. listen, hear me out. I understand Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard got injured. I shouldn't shut down your whole running game operation. Yep, yep. It's, a pro- it's been a problem for a while, and, and it, it manifests in these playoff games as well. But we saw it midway, almost halfway yep. through the season, and mm-hmm. it was a problem all season help your quarterback out if yep. we're gonna evaluate him we need to evaluate him in totality because hey listen even that big dog up in KC Pacheco breaking some of those big runs mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl helped Absolutely. him out and kept that defense honest yep mm-hmm. so listen I'm not I'm off my soapbox but I'm I'm That's at a a, I'm, a, I'm definitely at a point where I'm like y'all keep playing with fire it's gonna be real it's gonna be uh, right tumbleweeds and um car is a cowardly dog looking out here not the tumble it's gonna be
2: sad every day well before we go to our next break i want to get to some other points that um that steven had because there was also some reports that came out speaking of the run game that it's likely that both tony pollard and rico Dowdle are about to hit the market for free agency Mm -hmm. so regardless it kind of just seems like the running back room will look very very different um this offseason so just want to say that a couple other keynotes that we heard uh from steven he was asked about Leighton Vanderesh and kind of that whole situation. He said he wants to let Leighton speak on his decision going forward, and that decision obviously being whether he continues to play in the NFL or not. Um, so we, we don't know officially anything on that, but I thought that was an interesting way for Stephen to answer that question. Um, he was asked about DeMarvian Overshone and Trayvon Diggs, their recovery process. He said it's probably more realistic you see them participating in training camp rather than OTAs. He said, quote, they're coming along great. Um, that's positive
4: news. How far? That's has, positive news. How far has ACL come? It's amazing. Yep. ACL, yep. Used to I remember a being, kid, yes, it was when I was a kid. Yep. You heard ACL, immediately, his career's over. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's just remarkable to see them, even to see, like, them walking on the sidelines and stuff as quickly as they were. I was like— We see them here sometimes. I'm like, right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like so sorry i was just no no, no. To say it's that it's fantastic that that's
2: it is and and you know he talked about how early it happened both injuries happened to where they'll have the time to come back realistically and participate in more team drills come training camp that's which awesome. is great to hear considering you've seen the kind of impact it can have on a player to not have training camp time yes. so uh there's that he talked about a couple more free agents stefan gilmore uh he i I thought this response was interesting. He said they will be discussing things and how the overall picture looks to who they'll bring back. He said, quote, we were very pleased with what he did for this team and have nothing but respect for him. Sounds okay, but let's compare it to what he said about Tyron Smith. He said he he talked about how he gave Mike McCarthy a lot of credit for how Mike was scheduling out Tyron's uh, practice schedule and the veteran rest days, all of that. He said, we'll certainly be sitting down with him and looking at what it and looking at what it looks like for him to stay here. Two very different responses if you're comparing what he said about Stefan and Tyron. So that was interesting. Uh, keeping it on the O-line. He talked about um, keeping Tyler Smith at left guard. This was a fun one. He said, remains to be seen. Starting to feel a lot like Larry Allen all over again. His versatility brings options to the team, essentially. We can get into that after the break. Um couple more things I want to get into as well. He was asked about the culture. There was a culture problem with this team. He said he doesn't worry about the culture. They all feel good about it, but they always want to be better, especially if they're not winning the Super Bowl. Uh, on the other end of the break, we'll have a soundbite about this, but he also talked about Jerry's all-in comments. So um, let's go ahead and take that break. We'll hear that soundbite from Stephen. We'll get into that discussion. Aisha has some notes on some of the guys that uh, the Cowboys talked to, whether it be a formal or informal interview uh, yesterday. We're going to talk about the salary cap increase. We have a lot more, guys. If you have any questions, make sure to tweet us as well. Stay with us. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw,
1: and we will be right back.
2: National's League finals are coming to AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your chance to watch North America's best soccer teams battle it out in the semifinals on March 21st. Then see who lifts the trophy in the championships on March 24th. Tickets are available now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing partner of AT&T Stadium. Sounds fun. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, everybody. Uh, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Jess is our Jazzy Jazz out in the back, being our fantastic, fabulous producer that she is all right uh let's continue our combine conversation uh ahead of the break we talked about steven commenting on jerry's all-in comments uh jazzy do we have that soundbite yes okay let's play that soundbite and then let's open up for discussion i've never known jerry not to be all in in any given year but uh uh you know you, you you know certainly uh you know we've got a great I think a great team put together, uh, you know, I think, you know, the last three years, uh, won a lot of football games, I think uh, 36 and, uh, you know, certainly uh, where we have to improve is the postseason, you know, we're going to get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason and uh, uh, it's
3: been
0: a challenge in terms of our success there and uh, that's where we have to improve.
2: All right. My question to you, ladies is when we heard Jerry talking about going all in, was that really anything new? oh no, what
3: what else is he supposed to say right yeah, it's, right it's yeah, it, it's not a surprise at all right. and um but our definition of all in and the Jones definition of all in may be a little bit different mm. I think most people when you hear all in, casual fans. Or ones that don't pay super close attention are going to think they're going to throw all that money in at free agency. And while the cap has increased markedly 13% this season, over $30 million, well, you have big contracts and a quarterback that counts 50, over $59 million against it. So even if they wanted to throw a bunch of money uh, in free agency at linebacker or running back or offensive line or some of these areas that fans are concerned about that we're all concerned about um you know it's it's not feasible that you can hit all of those areas I don't think and I think that it's going to be more tactical in going with um more mid-priced free agents and the, the other thing is you know um you're, you have people like Dan Quinn leaving, and they're going to poach some of these free agents away. Absolutely. It's going to be harder to resign. You don't think Dan yeah. Quinn would like to have Stefan Gilmore Especially up in Washington with with the, with the mm-hmm. yeah with the the first round uh, pick that they had as a rookie, that cornerback he would be a great mentor to him, okay. so there are a lot of moving parts in this
4: yeah um, for me as far as the the culture questions and some of those things. I I don't know. I I wish that they could see some of the other side of things how we look at things at times because I do think that um there were some I just think there's some clear-cut issues with the weight and the the heaviness and all the media and so much like I do think that is starting to affect this team um and the weight of being having to be the team that pulls, you know, the Cowboys as an organization out of this slump of not having a championship it I, I believe it is starting to weigh on some of these players and I think until you acknowledge that it's going to be a problem because I do think in order to the type of coach like the type of voices that you have to have in a room like this is unique to me I don't believe that you can coach this team how you coach any other team in the NFL
3: Well, you know, Mike McCarthy said that that at the start of the playoffs, and one of the things he talked about in one of the press conferences, it was a similar question, how do you handle that? And he he said, I've told the team that they're not responsible Mm. for the things that came before them in terms of, you know, at that, what, 28 years of not having a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. or a return to the um, uh, NFC Championship game. So, But we talked about it here on this podcast. They may not be responsible, but they do – feel the weight of it maybe yeah. not when they first come in in the first couple of years but
4: after a while yeah it gets taxing yeah. to hear it gets it over and over yeah. and you know how i know it's taxing to them because it's taxing, taxing on you yeah. it's,
2: it's, it's aggravating to us. hear it for us it's i can't imagine it feels for them. well
4: 30, <laughs> i mean I, here especially for the folks lately yeah
3: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i know yeah <laughs> Chris, christy's
4: fed up here.
2: <laughs> but christy wants a super bowl
4: parade people even in regard to <laughs> stefan gilmore and, and some of those guys when you think about it it goes back to the coaching thing as well is like a stefan gilmore who's a little later in age i don't know if he from what he showed this past year maybe he wants a two-year deal maybe mm-hmm. he wants something longer mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. He, this might be Right, and yep. Hagan. I mean he's thirty-three. <laughs> yeah, he and it was remarkable to see him play yep. this year. But maybe he does want something with a tad bit of longevity because he understands what's mm-hmm. next for him. So, right, I just um, this is a, this this is I truly y'all. This is a odd place to be in. It, it feels is. very. I feel very uneasy about mm-hmm. what is happening right now, and how it could. Tr- it, Is it possible for them to go out and draft, go out in free agency and things kind of, you know, but this doesn't feel together right now. It it, doesn't feel. And and again, the guys might be close in the locker room and everything. Fine. But I'm talking about marrying the upstairs folks to to these folks. Mm -hmm. It just feels weird right now. And I don't like the energy. What about y'all? It feels very make or break
2: instead of all in.
4: That's kind of how
2: I would say. Is this this feels yeah. very Because of make the or one break. year because of the one year status and I of think, the staff. Right. And I think that's why it feels staff. uneasy. Is mm. because you haven't had a circumstance like this from recent history that I can remember where you had so many people on a one year deal, that's a make or break. That's a right. prove it season. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily That's hard to maneuver because there's little room for error with those kind of contracts, and that goes for anybody. That goes for your head coach. That goes for your D.C. I mean, and say they they get to the playoffs again next season. Same thing happens, and then what? You're talking at that point, say, they don't decide to extend Dak Prescott, then what? You have to find a new head coach, a new D.C., a new Every pretty much every coaching staff, pretty much uh, on the defensive side, a new franchise quarterback. Yeah, that's I, I don't even want to think about that. No, I'm just saying, it that that's why I feel uneasy. You, you said it perfectly. Uneasy. It's just uh, mm-hmm. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah.
3: Now I, I think with with Dak, um, and um, I think the more obvious option is doing those two voidable years, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. sure, you would you know have to pay more you know if it could cost you against the cap in those couple yeah. of years but it would lessen the cap this year because if it's all in what everybody wants it, i'm sorry all in i <laughs> want to go back to that phrase but if it's make or break it, because it's a one-year deal you have to put all your chips in mm-hmm. on the table right and so um you don't want to be playing with a shorthand right yeah. and i don't know they you 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 need and the point of that is if you've got one year then you want them to go out in free agency and bring you all the talent that they can right because if if it's your last year i need to go out the way i want to go out with the players i want and and not be you know saving money for the future
2: absolutely um While we put a little bow on that conversation, I still want to go through um, some of the guys that the Cowboys had some Mm, formal and informal interviews with at the Combine. Uh, Shout out to Nick and Nicole for this beautiful list that just made life so much easier for us. Um, Aisha, I sent you this list. If you guys want to look at it, I'm not going to read it all. Uh, Nick Harris tweeted it uh, yesterday. If you want to go through and look, I'm sure they'll keep doing that. But Aisha, you you saw that list. Who are some of the guys that stood out to you uh, that these— that the Cowboys talk to you uh, while they're there, whether it be a formal, informal, informal interview. Who were some of the guys that stood out to you in that?
4: Uh, well, first of all, let me say that this is my favorite time because it's uh, it's very humbling because you look at the list of some of the guys they talk to, I ain't watched them. I don't even know. I didn't even know their names. And that it kind of lets you know, like, oh, yeah, these people do this for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we just get on the mic and mm-hmm. talk. But, like, no, like, they're finding... They're sifting through these teams that maybe you don't even think about, and some of these players' names came up. Um, one one that stood out to me, and I, <laughs> uh Trice Knight linebacker, UTEP. Mm-hmm. Um, he's six <laughs> two, two thirty five. Uh, again, I actually wrote down this is stuff that makes me excited because he even said yesterday in his interview, um, he was like. The biggest advice, best advice that he's gotten is, you know, stay at the school that you're at. Like it's yeah. a lot of guys transferring and trying to look for that, and he just was like, the tape is there, people will find you. Yeah. And to me, I think that that him even having, you know, any level of an interview with the Cowboys kind of shows that that people are still going to find your tape. I looked at him. Um, he's a six-year player, so he's a little longer a too. He played some football, but at this point. <laughs> I don't dislike that a whole bunch with linebacker because I do think some of these guys that have played longer, they're, they've seen more. They, it slows down for them, some of them. So, anyway, um, I'll tell you about the player a little bit. Uh, he plays with his eyes mm. a lot, so he's constantly, and I think it is a gift and a curse a little bit with him <laughs> because he'll see it. And there's times where I just want him to go drive and get it. Mm-hmm. However, he is a little feisty, um, got a little chip on his shoulder playing <laughs> down there in El Paso. Um, he's bursty as a blitzer. He has sideline to sideline speed, um, and his reaction time is, is pretty good. I like some of the things I saw from him in coverage from a zone perspective. He has the ability to do it. Um, he he can take undisciplined angles at time, but you know, listen, that's something to improve upon from a linebacker. Um, and then also too, he I, I'm, like I said, he also plays with his hands, and I. think he could get stronger when he disengages but this is a fiery player he has fluid fluid body movement a lot of body control he has ability and when you see him it's funny too because it's like when you go to the gym I don't know if you ever went hooping but if you go to the gym you can immediately look and be like oh that guy that guy played overseas or something Mm. He looks just a little—he pops out a little bit more than everybody yeah. else on the field. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, he's a, he's a solid player, and he's he's very solid. He's a run-stopper. He's above average as a run-stopper, as a linebacker, which is good to hear. He stood out to me. I, I just was like, oh, they're looking at somebody at UTEP, number one, for my girl here. But then number two— it's just so unique to me that yeah. it's just a guy that I never saw coming, I, and he still I, can play the game. Like. I feel
2: obligated to say go Aggies because <laughs> that's pretty much other than the Lobos, your next rival, mm-hmm. the UTEP Miners, as an, an as a New Mexico State alum. So go Aggies uh, on that note, but also so cool because UTEP is is a school that. Um, You know, growing up in that area, there's not a lot of guys that actually make it. That's why it was such a big deal for Aaron Jones Mm -hmm. to make it. And he is so highly praised in El Paso because, again, when you grow up in an area like El Paso, Las Cruces, even Albuquerque, in in that area, it's just so rare and in between that you find a talent that can make it to the NFL and that can stay there and maintain it. So, I love hearing that. Uh, it hits the heartstrings. Yeah. Well, and okay, and, okay, and no, I love you that.
3: love Aaron Jones, but not when he scores all the touchdowns Please. against the Cowboys. No. Uh, look, Packers running him. Any other time I root so for Packers Aaron Jones, you know this. Well, uh, Babe Loffenberg from Cowboys yeah, Radio, our colleague. Yeah, his late son, Luke, uh, was at UTEP. He knows Aaron Jones very well yeah. and speaks so highly yeah. uh, of Aaron. But we'll have to get with Babe because Babe goes to so many yep. UTEP minor and games now and see what he,
2: thinks, see what he thinks. Yeah, am yeah. yeah, sure. Babe would have really good
4: insight on that. He's actually gonna reach out. Though. Thank he, you for that.
2: <laughs> he really will. Um anybody else on yeah, that list that's Yeah, know? I got one more. Let us
4: have it. Let me tell you. This gentleman has a story, and it's really his chance to to write that. Um I, I believe his name is um uh, Yabi Oki. And he is from, he's a DN. He played in Charlotte. That's where he is, that's where he's being drafted out of. Mm-hmm. However, before he was at Charlotte, he spent some time at Michigan. Before he was at Michigan, he spent some time at uh, Tennessee. I think it's uh, – I'm sorry. Tennessee. It's not Tennessee Tech. I, I, I can't Tennessee remember. Martin or Tennessee, Tennessee Chattanooga. Martin. Yes, yeah. Tennessee Martin. I can't remember. All right, baby. Before that, he spent some time at Houston. Hmm. <laughs> Before that, he started and was drafted to Alabama. Um, this gentleman um, played football late. He didn't start playing into his junior year of high school. Um, He's had some behavioral things and some, some issues that have taken him off the field. But in the last two years... He's really focused his life back to Christ. He's he's really kind of buckled down, and in his, his interviews I watched yesterday, he was just talking about how improved he's he's been, and and some of the people that are around him that you can I read some articles about are saying the same same things mm-hmm. about him as that. And don't get it twisted. When he left Michigan, they were hurt. The, I I searched, and a lot of the fans and a lot of the people there were really looking forward to him. Dog, this is a. This this guy has a potential to be a real dominant DN in this league. Um, he's 6'3", 253, so he has great size, Dang. great weight. Um, he rushes with speed to power. He's edgy. He has a motor. Um, the temperament, again, is something that I think he's improving upon. But if he can figure out how to ride that fence, he's active in the run game. He's not afraid to come downhill. He's, he's edgy. He is very much so, like, Every play, he's a hundred percent almost, and the pursuit is there. The backside pursuit is there. I, I said holy wild card, <laughs> because yeah. you look at a guy like this, and this is, is this again? That's why scouting excites me, because. There are times that you look at a guy like this and you look at his resume and a lot of people would be like, I'm not talking to this kid. He clearly doesn't have stability. But at the same time, you look at his, you turn on that tape, you can't ignore it. Mm. So you, if you fish a little bit, you want to see if he's improved. And so, anyway, I'm still looking at film on him. It is difficult to find, you know, concrete film from this past year. However, looking at him at Michigan, looking at some of the pass rushability, the hand fighting, how he gets to the ball. He has a nose for the ball. Y'all, I mean, he's... He stands out. He stands out on film. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering how the interview process is going to go from him, how he's going to test. All that stuff's going to matter. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure the character stuff is the biggest thing that people are trying to make sure has been improved in the last couple of years. Outside of that, this guy has a lot of upside if he's yeah. in the right place. Yeah. Well, But those
3: those kinds of uh, backgrounds where there are questions about that, mm-hmm. if there are, that can make you slide yeah. in the draft. but I Yeah, make you a steal uh, if you're the team that decides to invest in him and show some faith. A lot of potential. So you see him as a mid-to-late now or more early day
4: three? His ability, Mm -hmm. ability ability-wise, this to me is no later than a third-round pick, maybe Mm -hmm. late third-round pick. With what's happening with his instability and stuff, again, people are going to worry, like, can I fit him into this scheme? Can I fit him into this scheme? Temperament, everything. Right. So it's like, okay, I think he could slide to I think he could definitely slide to mm. like fifth round and things like that because of the character yeah. stuff. Yeah. But if he tests well.
3: Yeah. There you it's go. make or break for him this weekend this week.
4: I can't know? wait. He can like the He theme can around talk around his here. way into a <laughs> higher higher pick. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's yes. exciting. There I am sorry, I just No, thanks no, for their thanks stories for bringing are unique us too. and uh, I wanted yeah. to those are guys I, I wanna highlight because I love that. So I knew you'd come with the with the fire. And I want you I want
3: you for next week Pick, like, three or four guys that for the whole draft, yeah. you know, yep. that that you are yep. most excited about. Okay. So, yep. homework assignment, if okay, that's okay. There you
2: go. You have a Christian <laughs> okay. homework, yeah, assignment. homework
1: assignment. Yeah, homework assignment.
2: Let's take our next and final break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the salary cap increase and the NFL PA report card for the Dallas Cowboys. Stay tuned. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. We will be right back. Enjoy excellent dining, boutique shopping, and exciting events at the Star District in Frisco, featuring dozens of North Texas's best restaurants and shops plus a calendar full of family friendly events there's always something to shop dine and do at the star district visit the for more information Ooh. all right welcome back to girls talk boys talk this is our final and very quick last segment of the show christy Scales, Aisha Morris morrison jazzy jazz in the back is our producer i'm jess navarez your host today uh our nicole is out at the combine so mm-hmm. we miss her and we love her but we know she's going to do some good work today all right NFL salary cap increase, Christie Scales, what do you have for us on well, that? Well, uh, it
3: went from $224.8 million this past 2023 season uh, to up to $255.4 million. Uh, some of the original projections were in the high 230s, and then as the season was going along and uh, the a lot of the – gambling and Mm. all of that kind of thing but Hmm. mainly it's the increase has to do with the new broadcasting rights Mm. uh, kicking in from all the different uh, not only networks and cable services but the streaming services so that uh, that 13.6 percent increase from one year to the next is by far the largest in NFL history. The uh, NFL started with a salary cap in 1994. And so it usually increases about 10, maybe 12 million a year. Mm-hmm. That's the range. so to go up by 30 million in a year. Now I That's know crazy. that I know that it, it's you know, everybody gets the same amount. there's a pie. And oh. you take it and you divide it into 32 slices. So everybody gets the same <laughs> same, slice of, same piece, uh-huh. you know, size of the slice of what pie. What kind of pie?
2: Ooh, what's your favorite? Pumpkin. Oh. oh. I okay. know. I'm going to get a lot of hate. Okay. favorite pie? Do.
3: My favorite pie is chess pie.
4: Uh, I love chess pie. I've wow, I'm going to vote for that.
3: <gasps> Can you make her? me a
4: chess pie? No, nah, I'm just going to take it to a barbecue spot. Love. <laughs> Even
2: better. Um, Jess has her own theory. I have my own theory on oh that God, on that increase. She's gonna Thank be- your local Swifties for that. I'm not. Look, I, I know you guys think I'm, I'm like City, obsessed. Can they get? I think can you they- guys think I'm obsessed, but oh. genuinely, being in the Swiftie community, I have never seen. And I'm an OG Swiftie. Like I saw Taylor Swift as an opener for George Strait as my first concert uh, when I was literally in the fifth grade. Maybe I'm not like a new Swiftie in this. This fan base is so invested in football. Like, I'm not kidding when I can tell you, like, the Swifties have studied and learned football to understand what's going on. And, yes, they were watching the KC games, obviously, to see Taylor. But people have an interest now in the NFL that never had an interest before. This whole fan base— has a new interest, so thank your local Swifties. Uh, for <laughs> a the rising
3: joke. tide carries all boats.
4: I, the only only way I will can only reason I can concede to some of this is because <laughs> you love me. No, because <laughs> you said her number's 13 and it's 13. percent. Thank you. And I think thank some you. things aren't coincident. Look, look, and that's look. all I got.
2: Let's let's that's talk about that. The, go. the Chiefs win the Super Bowl from the 13 yard line, it's her 13th game we don't have to get into it i'm just saying not a coincidence and and, and
3: yet for all the chiefs have accomplished they're like near the bottom of the nfl pa player poll oh Oh, here we go i mean that is it's crazy
2: um speaking of that real quick we have a couple minutes left let's go down the nfl pa report card for the cowboys Mm -hmm. uh treatment of families got an a minus that's fourth in the league uh compared to the other teams Food cafeteria got a B. That's 11th. Nutritionist slash dietitian got a B, also ranking 11th. Locker room got an A, ranking 2nd in the NFL across all teams. Training room got a C-minus, 26th in the league. Training staff got a D-plus, 30th in the league. Weight room, A, 5th in the league. Strength coaches got a B-plus, 17th in the league. Team travel. I think this one's a little interesting, too. C- minus ranking 22nd in the league. Head coach, A, ninth in the league. Mm-hmm. Ownership, B, 19th in the league. Of all of that, obviously there's some highs and there's some lows. What sticks out to both of
3: you the most? And Training staff, because Cowboys have an awesome training staff, um, but it's really based more on um, the number of trainers and saying that, you know just they would like to have more the cowboys have you only have to have 3 trainers by mm. rule of the NFL collective bargaining the cowboys have 4 and then um two assistants like graduate assistants and so um but still when you have 90 players in the off season and through training camp and when you have it's not 53 players plus uh 16 on a practice squad and guys on IR and things like that you know, there's only so much time in a day, so, That's more so what you, you, you have yeah. terrific, yeah. Britt Brown, director of rehab, best in the business. We've seen, but what he but can do. he can only be in one place at one time. And, uh, and they Jim and Hanson and the, yeah. the guys do a wonderful job. But when you play a violent sport and yeah. you have so many guys that get dinged up, and you have to come in so early for your treatment, yeah. so it, it's I don't. It's not an indictment on the ability. Of the uh, training staff that we have it's just it uh, sounds like um, they would just like to have more acts well they have access but just maybe
4: uh, increase the number of staff yeah that, that, I mean I don't have much to add but I mean did they say that the training equipment was limited yeah it says uh, Michael Gilkin
2: tweeted this the major issue in Dallas based on responses is centered around the training room the players feel that they're very understaffed in this department it's difficult to get the necessary preparation treatment to perform their best 62 percent of the players feel like they get an inadequate amount of one-on-one time treatment uh treatment time which is what christy said Mm -hmm. um the other issue mentioned players feel the training room lacks basic equipment that you would expect to be standard in any other training
4: facility which i thought was interesting i find it interesting too because where are we yeah sorry right yeah, well, but the, <laughs> the one thing about the travel
3: is um we had a really brutal travel schedule this year with the overnight games and the late nights and 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 especially the early in the season and the prime times. Oh my gosh. So the Cowboys, you know, they they always play the maximum amount of um, primetime games because they're such a draw for the network. But golly, the way that it was road trips Mm -hmm. and around the holidays, you know, Christmas Eve and things like that, that it was, uh, it was particularly tough this year i thought mm-hmm. and so i think that part of that with the travel may be a reflection on uh, so many of the overnight coming back home yeah. and that's not up to the team you know yeah that's that's, the schedule. Th- that's being a victim of your own circumstance right. and popularity well
2: there you go um next week When we come back here, we'll touch more on all things Combine Mm -hmm. uh, going on. Some other news that I'm sure will pop up throughout the week as well. We'll be here to discuss it again Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, We are live here. So, Ladies, our time has come to an end. We uh, went a little bit long today, but that's okay. Always fun. Christy, thank you for being thank here. Thank you. Aisha, thank you for being here. Our Jazzy Jazz in the back, thank you for being the best producer ever. We love you. Um, for all four of us, Jazzy included, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Have a great rest of your Leap Day. Go celebrate accordingly. Uh, we will be back here next week. Thanks for watching. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw. We'll see you then. Bye.